Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This episode of Red Carpet Rendezvous is brought to you by York Athletics. Visit yorkathleticsmfg.com today and use the code red carpet at checkout for 20% off a pair of sneakers that were designed by top athletes like Allie Raisman. That's 20% off a pair of shoes from York Athletics when using the code red carpet at checkout. Don't blow it, guys. Use my discount. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin, and here I am bringing you more Hollywood crime from the new Red Carpet Rendezvous series, Hollywood Crime. Okay, so this is part two of the Brittany Murphy and Simon Monjack death mystery. And I have an interview today with um, Dr. Cyril Wecht. He's an acclaimed forensic pathologist who told E! News in 2016 that he would reopen the case. And he is the real deal. In 1972, Dr. Wecht was the first civilian ever given permission to examine the Kennedy assassination evidence. He was also hired to do an independent autopsy on Daniel Smith. Anna Nicole Smith's teenage son um, when he died. He's written numerous books. He's been an acting coroner. And even Duquesne University has a Cyril H. Wecht Institute of Forensic Science and Law. Now, I know some of you were like, why are you still covering this? It was years ago. Well, uh, this month, 11 years to be exact. And I would say 80% of people out there are not satisfied with Brittany Murphy and Simon Monjack's cause of death. And if you listen to the November 18th episode with Simon's mother, Linda, you'll see that she really was not satisfied either. She just doesn't know how to go about reopening an investigation here. She's 71. She lives in London and there's a lockdown going on. And frankly, I felt like I told her some things about the case that she really didn't know about. Side note, uh, Dan Abrams' network Law and Crime covered the first podcast episode about Britney, and the segment is on YouTube. You can search Law and Crime Daily, Britney Murphy. But a lot of people mentioned uh, in the comment section of that video that Sharon Murphy should take a polygraph test, which I think is a great idea. But first, we'd have to actually find Sharon Murphy. A producer for Law and Crime actually did find her whereabouts and her information, but when she called the number associated, it was disconnected. So I guess it's kind of a, a mystery of where she actually is. So I'm going to play my interview with Dr. Wett so you guys can hear it for yourself um, and what he thinks about the case. And I think you're going to be just as surprised as I was. Um. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me. I won't take up too much of your time, but I wanted to discuss and maybe refresh your memory a little bit. Um, the death of Brittany Murphy is approaching 11 years in December. And, um, you know, her husband, Simon Monjack, also died five months later after she did. Very, very strange. You had stated to E! News in 2016 after um, Brittany's father, Angelo Bertolotti, got her hair tested. You had said 
you have two people, a husband and wife, dying five months of each other and not engaging in any wild speculation. Two young people dying five months apart. You've got to check it out. I don't know what happened. So in your professional opinion, when the hair test came back and there were elevated levels of metal, do you think she could possibly have been poisoned? No, I do not. There were multiple metals found in the hair. Number one, if you're going to poison somebody, why would you have to use four or five or six uh, different metals? If you're going to do it, you'll choose one. Number two, uh, if for some reason you decided that you wanted to use multiple levels, where would you get them? Number three, um, these levels in the hair indicated that they had been there for a while. Things do not grow out in the hair immediately. It takes time. And mm -hmm. um, therefore, if she had been poisoned, then we would have seen manifestations of that previously. No, I believe that this was um, an artifact in the sense that it was related to something uh, in involving her hair, a hair dye, hair spray, uh, okay. things that, that she did. The autopsy findings uh, correlated with the clinical history really are quite clear. Um, what is, of course, uh, unclear that you and I cannot know about is how in the world did these people, educated, intelligent, affluent individuals, come to live like that? They lived as if they were paupers. Incredible. Um, malnourished. Um, the house was a mess. And uh, she acquired uh, pneumonia, community acquired pneumonia, which is different from pneumonia that occurs, let's say you break a hip and you're lying around in bed, mm -hmm. uh, or you get a, a, a wound and it spreads. Those are pneumonias associated with sepsis, a bacteria that gets into your body directly. Community acquired means that it comes from you know outside and people mm -hmm. die from pneumonia all the time. But it's clear that she, and then months later, her husband did not seek basic medical care. We're not talking about something of a phenomenal nature here. We're not talking about some highly malignant rare tumor uh, for which no particular chemical treatment has been ascertained. We're mm. talking about pneumonia. You hospitalize, you give fluids, and you give the appropriate antibiotics, and the person, especially a younger individual, will 95, 99 out of 100 survive. So right. you know, while it, it is a mystery, and while it's fascinating to speculate upon this, I did look into it a great deal when Angelo Bertolotti contacted me subsequently for others, including various news media agencies and so on. And of course, I've studied the toxicology and looked at the results in those particular metals um, ranging from thallium and gallium and, and so on. Uh, yeah. you know, you know, that, that's not the way to poison somebody. No. Right, right. So. Okay, so you did you did state in 2016 that you thought the case should potentially be re reopened, but now you're kind of saying no, it's it shouldn't well, be reopened. Uh, yes, no, in 2016 that it should be reopened, and we looked at it, yes, and yeah. I, I don't object if anybody continues uh, to look into it if they want to. I'm not uh, saying I I'm satisfied. I did look into it. You are satisfied. You four, you think four years ago. You think it's hands down pneumonia. There's no chance of Simon or Brittany being poisoned. Yes, that is correct. When in 2016, when I was first contacted, mm -hmm. um, I said that it should be re-examined. Re I'm not being inconsistent. Uh, it had to be. And uh, when I first saw those, I was puzzled myself. 
And okay. I have looked into it. I have reinvestigated. I've studied it. I've discussed things with forensic toxicologists. There's no way in the world. I've never seen a case like that. And it's absurd. Who who, yeah. who did it? Who got into the house repeatedly? Don't forget, when you get it like that in the hair, it doesn't come in from just one deposition into your system that grows out. So who yeah. is it that got into that house on repeated occasions and kept giving that kind of combination that incredible concoction of multiple heavy metals well well i'll tell you i'll tell you because and again i'm not saying this is my opinion but in the media it is speculated that britney's mother had something to do with this because and this is what i was also going to get to because britney's mother at the time was in her 60s right and she's living in the house with them in the same exact house, and even after Brittany died, she was said to be living in the same room with Simon with the mold. And now somehow she's the only one that gets away healthy and is alive. That's pretty unexplainable to me. Well, and yes, what is, however, even more inexplicable is if somebody was poisoning, it would have to have been done through food or drink, okay? Mm -hmm. How uh, would she have managed to do that? Uh, how would somebody from the outside uh, have managed to do that without involving her. And if she was doing it, how would she have managed to put it into their food? And she said, no, I'm not eating today with you, my daughter and my son-in-law. Uh, think about that. No, I, I know right. that uh, Bertolotti uh, was completely estranged from his wife and so on. I don't know where these accusations come from. And I'm not defending her. In fact, I criticize her strongly. Where was she while her daughter was not getting proper nourishment and proper medical care? She right. is certainly be strongly criticized for that. But hmm. uh, the idea that she and go go and check with her. Where did she get those medications? Well, that's the if thing. Nobody my, can find her. Oh no! Oh, oh, I didn't know that. That I did not know. That yeah, I, I mean, we tried to call her. The number was disconnected. I don't know. Oh, but but let me let me. If I were to give you $1 million right now, one, ten, make it $10 million, yeah. you go, where do you go and get this combination of heavy metals? And how do you get it into somebody's food on a repetitive basis? You don't like your, your husband, your boyfriend, I don't know whether you're married or, or whatever, uh, yeah. or, or your next door neighbor or, or, uh, or some uh, um, <clears throat> competitor in the news mm -hmm. media field you'd like to knock off. How, how do you do it? Where do you go? Tell me, where do you go? Well, Dr. Wecht, I feel like if I look into it, I live in New York City. I feel like I could have anybody help me out and throw me some poison. Well, you know, I don't know. Like it's 2020 and this is 2009. So I don't think it's that different. I think that everything is accessible, right? I think everything's accessible. And, and again, I appreciate the fact that you looked further into this and you think there's no way they could be poisoned. To me, it's still a mystery how Sharon Murphy got out of this house completely healthy when she was the same, if not worse than Simon and Brittany in the sense that she took more prescription drugs and she was older. Well, uh, you know, remember we're talking here about basic malnutrition. I do mm -hmm. not know what she ate uh, compared to what they ate. Okay. Um, uh, that's a very important thing. Um, maybe they simply did not eat, did not get appropriate nutrition. Um, and maybe she did. And so yeah. far is why one person acquires pneumonia and another does not. Uh, that happens. That's not rare. Uh, you and I can both be exposed uh, to some bacteria. Somebody mm -hmm. comes into the room, even COVID today, and one of us might get it and the other one might not. It is right. not that these kinds of infestations, these kinds of of contaminations are universally applicable and predictable.
No, that's a really good point. That's that's a really good point. But and answer me this. When I spoke last week or two weeks ago to Simon's mother, Linda, she had said in the last few months of Simon's life that she was talking to him over Skype, he was extremely bloated, like to the point where she said he was very difficult to look at. You know, he he she kept saying, you need to go see a doctor. I don't know why you're so bloated. And he wasn't eating, really. And he wasn't drinking. So she wasn't really sure why. Now, for the fact, she said, maybe could that have been part of whatever was happening to him poison wise? I don't know. Or could that potentially be a side effect of pneumonia or mold? You start swelling. Well, I, I don't think it was due to mold. I think it was an acquired pneumonia. Um, and the swelling, the bloating and so on, um, these are not uh, the clinical manifestations, signs and symptoms of that kind of poisoning. That kind They're of- They're not, okay. Is mostly a matter of uh, gastrointestinal and then renal and hepatic, and it is not uh, cardiovascular or respiratory. It's not. So he just started swelling because maybe of a medication he was taking or- I, 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 I don't know. I can no more yeah. understand and explain um, the conduct of Brittany Murphy and Simon Wanjak than I can uh, uh, tell you, uh, uh, you know, what's, what's going to happen in Afghanistan uh, uh, next year. Uh, okay. I don't know. But I can only go, I got to deal with science. Uh, I am yeah. not adverse uh, to dealing with um, uh, theories of a conspiratorial nature. I'm not one to uh, utter uh, disdain and scoff at people who raise questions, but I must tell you honestly, I do not believe um, that there is any scientific basis to conclude, uh, considering how it would have had to have been accomplished, that Brittany Murphy and then later Simon Monjack died right. from poisoning by a third party, whether it was her mother or somebody else. Now, let me just, let me just, <clears throat> I don't want to take up that much more of your time, but one thing I also noticed about two weeks before she died, she's on red carpets, there's footage everywhere. And she appears completely healthy and completely fine. She's coherent, she's making sense. I mean, that's normal, all of a sudden you're fine. And then two weeks later, like not even, you drop dead. Pneumonia can work that fast. Oh yeah, once you acquire pneumonia and if you do not take yeah. care of it, then in a matter of days, it can go on to become a fulminant uh, inflammatory infectious process. Okay. Uh, okay. Yes, yes, it can happen. Now. Okay, that was a little confusing to me. And now it's been 11 years since they've died. If their bodies were embalmed, is that, is, does that make it possible that you can still do additional tests on the bodies if they were embalmed? Well, the embalming would not have affected the hair. If they were to be exhumed, then yep. what you would do, as I have done in a couple of cases, mm -hmm. in fact, one case involving thallium um, some years ago here in Luzerne County, Wilkesboro, Pennsylvania, uh, you get the hair. And then yep. um, in that case, um, Dr. Fred Readers, who is the forensic toxicologist working with me and a colleague in forensic pathology, you get the hairs, lengthy hairs, which she had, mm -hmm. uh, and you do a segmental analysis from the root and then uh, incrementally every couple of millimeters and so on. And then you will see if she was indeed being poisoned on a repetitive basis. Right, so, I was thinking more along the lines here for Simon, only because his mother was the one who would probably be more open to this. Brittany's mother, again, well, is yes, no- well, then, then she, yeah. she has the legal authority. She's the legal she next person, uh, since his wife is dead. And mm -hmm. if she wants to do that, or 
investigative uh, reporters like you and your network believe mm -hmm. that it's worthwhile. Uh, it's not a huge expense, a few thousand dollars. Uh, so is that I was that was my next question. How much does it cost to exhume a body and get this testing done? Well, it varies on where the body's buried, how it was buried, whether it's in concrete, whether it's in a big coffin or not. Um, but I've done exhumations um, on many people uh, over the years, perhaps more than any other forensic pathologist. Uh, we're not mm -hmm. talking about millions or tens of thousands of dollars. All oh. told, probably to dig up the body and then get the testing done and so on. All told, uh, I'm sure it'd be less than 20,000, perhaps no more than 10,000. Wow. Okay. That's good to know. But again, in your professional opinion, this is not really worth anyone's time. Well, no, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but I wouldn't, I would not be opposed to it. I'm a scientist. Anybody yeah. that wants to look at things, go ahead and do it then. Uh, keep talking right. about it, then go ahead and do it. Right. But so again, your assumption here is that poison wasn't involved. There was just serious negligence going on in that house. Incredible negligence, insensitivity, disdain, uh, unbelievable, um, and condemnation uh, across the board, first um, uh, for Monjack, the husband, and then later for her, her mother. Uh, yeah. so, yes, I, I don't, for one moment, let right. them off the hook in terms of their failure to have done what decent human beings would have and should have done. But that's different from deliberately, malevolently poisoning someone to kill them. That's a great point. And as a mom, just thinking about that, I mean, you're right. That's disgusting. How would you let your child live like that? And how would you not, even if your child's a grown adult, how would you not pick them up like by the ear and drag them to the doctor? Remember the, the whole thing there, as I recall, they had multiple security posts and guards and signals and signs, and electronic things and so on. These people were, you know, they were mishuggy, that wonderful Jewish word. They were, yeah. they were crazy, uh, you know. They're crazy. Uh, they're crazy. And, uh, yeah. and, and that's the way they lived. I don't know how, I, you can't explain things like that. Right, you can't explain it, man. All right, well, this has been incredibly helpful. Okay. Thank you well, so thanks. much. Thank I you. really appreciate it, Dr. Wecht. Okay, so really interesting stuff here. Yes, I mean, I have to really take his expert opinion on this, that there was really no way that they both could have been poisoned. And, you know, Sharon Murphy, uh, I mean, you know, they were all adults here, but Sharon really should be held responsible in some respect for what Dr. Wecht said about the fact they were absolutely living in squalor. They were living in in a mess with molds and with with just, they were living in filth. And Brittany and Simon we're both completely malnourished. I don't see how you can actually care for someone and just let them get to that point, especially when you're so controlling. So that to me, I I'm still suspicious. Maybe Sharon did not poison them, but something is weird. Well, I, I don't get how you could in your right mind see somebody deteriorating and not send them to a doctor. It's it's absolutely terrible. And especially as a mother, and I mentioned that to Dr. Wecht, as a mother, I don't think I could I could watch my child uh, go through that and be so sick and not do anything about it. So either way, uh, Linda needs to be found, or not Linda, sorry, Sharon needs to be found. And I don't know, I feel like she needs to give some sort of interview here and just clear the air. But anyway, I think this is 
probably the end of the Brittany Murphy, Simon Monjack mystery for now, in case anything else or, or anyone else steps forward, um, you know, that might be a while. But for now, I think case closed. Um, okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Red Carpet Rendezvous, part of the Hollywood Crime Series. And just stay tuned for more. And don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple. Until next time. <laughs>